This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hey everybody, welcome once again to Groomer Humor on Pet Life Radio. As always, we are your hosts. I'm Rudy V, along with my son, Anthony Ray. We're so excited about this show, guys. Today's show, we're going to be talking a little bit about the psychology and the mindset and kind of developing a really close relationship. We should either know this or learn this on what it takes to make for a better client relationship slash dog relationship as a professional dog groomer. Guys, I know it's wordy, but to sum it up, we're just kind of just going to get into the nitty gritty of some ideas of what it takes to be a better dog groomer and learn a little bit more about our clients and the dogs. So we're going to go over some stuff. There's a lot of factors here. We're going to go over a lot of different things. So we're going to come back with all of that and much, much more on Groomer Humor. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Everything we tried failed except the Dynavite. Pick up two bottles of Super Mega Fish Oil. Get the third bottle free. Packed with omega-3, DHA, and EPA fatty acids. Super Mega is great for your dog's immune system, healthy skin, and soft, shiny fur. Dogs love it. Try Super Omega Fish Oil. Buy two. Get one free. At Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Groomer Humor again. Rudy V, Anthony Ray on Pet Life Radio. Guys, we're so excited to be talking to you guys again. Thank you to all of our listeners out there. So as mentioned, we want to get into the psychology and the mindset of what it takes to be a dog. You know, Anthony, Anthony may struggle with this one. Anything brain related, Anthony finds a little challenging. So I don't know about this particular show. What do you think? I'm, I'm um, well, first of all, we, we all have our vices, just like you struggle with anything walking related. <laughs> I mean, have you looked at your varicose veins lately? <laughs> That they look like a constantly rerouting GPS, tons of highways and recalculating. You're obviously not wearing your compression socks. <laughs> I know, you know that, and that's so true. You have you noticed? Has my varicose veins been getting bad? Uh, you know, a little, dude. Yeah, no, I, it's true. I need to get a new set of compression socks because <laughs> the thing is, when you wash them, they get so compressed you can't even fit them on your wrist anymore. They're called compression socks for a reason. You know, that's because so, you're stuck on your feet all day. But yeah. you, my sympathy levels are kind of low right now because you just called me stupid, basically. Yeah, but come on, he struggled with psychological. <laughs> Well, you're psychotic, so just, I, I just anything that's deep, I don't know, kind of you, you're it's a little challenging for you. I but, like deep stuff. Yeah, I know. Well, here's the thing: it goes along with being a dog groomer. I, I bet there's tons of dog groomers out there that have varicose veins because we're on our feet all day. 
So I guess it's part of the psychology. Yeah. No. Well, let's get into it. Let's get into some of the the deeper things that dog groomers have to think of. And like I said before the break, there's a lot of factors here. And, we, and, and guys, you know what? We want your feedback on this too, because this is really, really important to us. A lot of factors come into play when we meet a dog or a client for the first time, okay? We, there's so many things that have to be kind of psychoanalyzed. We have to ask questions right off the bat. Like, we need to kind of know what the dog's environment is like at home. We really do. It can be various things. I mean, it, you know, you can live in a household where there's a lot of kids or there's like long-term illness of a loved one in the house, or maybe the dog lives in a college frat house. I mean, there's just so many variables that really need to be kind of brought to the surface where dog groomers need to know this stuff. And, and, and again, we need to sum this up in like 10 minutes, like the background of this dog. You know, for example, if a dog lives in a multi, uh, where there's a lot of kids, a multi-person household, and there's a lot of kids running around, it may affect the dog in two different ways. The dog may really love children, or the dog may hate children, you know? So it's very, very important because, you know, we have dogs coming in and out of our shop. So, you know, what if, uh, you know, what if Mrs. Jones is picking up her dog and she's got two kids with her? And I know that this dog does not get along with kids. I'm, you know, I'm obviously not going to you know, have them pick up their dog at the same time. So again, the psychology of it and the just the, the in-depth description of, of what we need to know. I want to know mm-hmm. how the college frat house dog would uh, would respond <laughs> to grooming. Well, we've had that though. I, I don't know if you were working with me at the time or not, but we had a college frat dog. He was an English bulldog. Ah, yeah, and they named. Oh God, what was his name? It was a weird human name, like Doug. or or something it was doug or something like that and he was the funniest nicest little bulldog you ever saw in your life well he's Um, a college guy you know he was a college guy for whatever your name is doug they all loved him and i remember these guys it was this was i think this was before you i was in the old store and there was always a group of guys dropping him off and they would drop him off with their logos wrapped around his neck (laughs) it was just typical college frat guys and they loved the dog you know I'm sure he's not with us anymore. But again, see, that's a good point, though. That dog obviously was cared for by these guys. They weren't getting them drunk or getting them high or anything like that, which guys don't ever do that to your dogs, please. I mean, there's ways of having fun with your dogs at, you know, in a frat house without doing any of that stuff. Please don't do that. But um, what's another how that, you know, dogs can come in with, you know, a health condition. Dogs that may have a health condition may be brought to the vet often. Again, there's a duality here. He may be really, really good for the grooming because he's so used to being handled and being brought to the vet and being crated. Or he may be terrified of coming to the groomer because he's at the vet so often, depending on his condition. Another thing is, you know, there could be somebody suffering from depression at home. You know, believe it or not, that dog is going to feed off of that energy. And, you know, the dog may come in lethargic and, and very afraid and suffering from separation anxiety. There was a story. I have a story. There was a, a woman. You remember her, and I, I don't remember her name or anything like that. And I don't even want to even really mention her name. But remember, she was very kind of. There was something off about her. Remember, and she yeah, would come I, in. I already know who you're talking about. I think. Yeah. I don't remember her name either, but I remember. I, I already know who you're gonna say. Yeah. Yeah. She would start crying all the time, mm-hmm. literally, yeah. and and we would always have to reassure her. 
about dropping the dog off. And she always would start crying and she never wanted to leave the dog. And I felt really sorry. And her dog was very, very sweet, by the way, nervous, but very, very sweet. But then I found out through another customer that knew her that this woman had lost her daughter a few years back. I don't, I don't know how long back, but it explains it. You understand what I'm saying here? Yeah. Like it explains it. And the dog was very protective of her. The dog, you could tell, was depressed herself, you know, and who could blame them, you know? Mm -hmm. But again, as a groomer, we have to sum this stuff up in 10 minutes. You know, we don't have the, the luxury of filming the dog and analyzing the dog or analyzing people. So we need a background story so that we could approach the dog as such, you know? Mm -hmm. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's really important because how else are you supposed to know? I mean, how do we even approach the dog? Sometimes some dogs hate men. Or women, yes. or for that matter, you know. So tell right. us that. <laughs> like, we got to like find that out. Not everybody leads with that. Nobody wants to think their dog is bad. Exactly. It's a good point. Like, you know, who knows? You may have rescued the dog. The dog may have been, you know, abused, physically abused by a man. You know what I'm saying? Or a woman. You know, dogs are not stupid. These animals are so keen and they're so in tune to our feelings and our energy that literally determine how a dog groomer approaches them. Again, we don't have the luxury of of filming them or analyzing or giving anybody an in-depth interview, but we do basically have to interview the client as well as the dog, you know, to form a better relationship. Another one we had, we had a dog that was attacked by another dog um, and lost its eye. And again, Now his life has changed. This dog was affected where he was so friendly and comfortable around other dogs. Now he comes to the shop and we really make a strong point to keep him away from everybody because he's scared now. You know what I'm saying? So now, you know, there's a life changing event that happened to this poor dog. Again, we can't even approach him the same way that we used to. You know, now it's a totally different approach. You know, we have to book him on a day that might not be as busy or we have to book him on a day that we know we don't have a particular dog breed of dog that he was attacked by or a barking dog. So again, it's these little things as dog groomers that we learn and we have to kind of adapt to all the time. You know, it can be even a dog that just wasn't cared for properly, you know, whatever. It could be an elderly couple that just doesn't have the money or the means or the transportation to get to you or get Mm -hmm. to us where, you know, okay, now this dog isn't used to the process. Um, He's not used to the cage and all of that. You know, might want to get him in and out quicker. All of these factors. And there's so many more factors that it's just mind boggling to get into because, again, I want to direct our show to our professional dog groomers out there because I know you guys know what we are talking about. I know you do. And and that's why we want your feedback, you know, because you guys are out there handling this pressure, dealing with this pressure every single day as we are, you know? Yeah. And I mean, and if there's any dog groomers out there who aren't taking the time to really try to almost become like best friends with all of your clients so that you can get as much information about each grooming, each dog that you get. I mean, start, you have to do that. It's so important. And sometimes I guess it's overlooked. Maybe a dog groomer who's new to the business doesn't know how 
important it is to get as much information as you possibly can about the dog before you even start working on it. Absolutely. I agree 100%. And we, listen, like, don't get mad at your dog groomer if they ask you a lot of questions. Some of the questions might even be personal, you know. But again, I mean, you know, when you go to a doctor's office or a dentist's office, hey, man, you know, is there any cancer in your family? Is, you know, how many times did you poop today? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> They're going to ask you real personal questions. Yeah. We need to know the same thing. Hey, does your dog have diarrhea today? Because right. if he does, he might be having an off day. You know, and again, I think that the consciousness and the awareness is changing in the dog grooming industry, as well as any other pet industry where we need to know, we want to know. I mean, you know, I mean, there could be a dog that, you know, whatever you have no idea could be tied up in a basement. You know, this dog still needs a grooming, right? How do I approach it? Think about it. It could be a dog that's tied up in a basement. And the only thing that this dog knows is an occasional backyard visit. And he's back down into the basement looking at four walls. Oh, yeah. And we want him groomed and we want his nails clipped. Oh, and ironically, he's a hundred pound Rottweiler coming in. Now this dog is in your shop. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Think about that. Mm -hmm. You know, this dog is, he is pissed. This guy is making Charles Manson seem like a friendly guy now. (laughs) (laughs) Like a, like a scout leader. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he's in your shop now. That that dog's looking around like, whoa, let me at him. Whoa, whoa." you know, but still you're going to have that same person just expecting you to clip the nails. Oh yeah. By the way, he hates it. And he gets very aggressive when you touch his feet. All right. Guys, it just doesn't work that way. <laughs> oh, okay, we'll be out in five minutes. I wonder how this nail clip's going to go. <laughs> well, I didn't get to clip his nails, but my fingers are clipped off right now. <laughs> yeah, <all right. laughs> I didn't get to clip his nails, but I'm missing my right earlobe. Please take your dog. I have to go to the doctor now. <laughs> exactly. You know, so again, guys, we want to know what is the background. You know, we really need to know the background of your dogs and you. And like you said too, and I love the part of it where you establish a friendship with your clients. I mean, we're seeing people once a month, you know, Mm -hmm. I've made more friends through my grooming shop than I have, you know, anywhere, you know, just because we see them and we know them and they're, and it's, it's a beautiful thing actually, you know, honestly, honestly, it's one of my favorite parts of the business of the industry itself is it is so it's part of the gratification it's we become friends with these people yeah some people are some people aren't as social as other people but for the most part we're very lucky too you know we have very very nice clients and everybody really loves us and we love them but it's the best part of it really or one of the best parts of it is is you get to hear a lot of people's lives and people's stories we give them a chance to vent a little bit once in a while we're very approachable so you know customer of ours might be having a bad couple of weeks and you know they'll fill us in on life we always ask everybody how are you how have you been you know right. again we're gauging a little bit on how the dog is going to be that day but we do right. care so it's you know we're you know we're talking to people and you know sometimes it's bad news sometimes it's exciting news and we get right. to vibe with them like that and uh everybody likes yeah. to talk a little bit about themselves you know so we give people yeah. a chance to do that and we, you do become friends i have a couple of our customers numbers like personal numbers i, I watch i watch baseball games with the uh, with a customer of ours named tom once in a while you tom know? and lauren you know greg and kim i mean come on yeah, it, yeah. the list goes on i mean it just goes right. and, and like you said it's not always about the dogs you really do you know you start having a relationship and it's fun it's fun and once yeah. once you get to that level you know you're doing something right too you know right. yeah I mean, and, and i know some people are very very scared of leaving their dogs with people or leaving their dogs with the groomer but at least at the very least when you become that close with your customers it just cushions the blow a little you know and now it's they're just worrying that much less because now they feel like they're leaving their dog with a friend as opposed to oh he's just our groomer and we right. never speak really you know we, we pick up we drop 
drop off. And, you know, some people prefer it like that. But most people, I mean, can you blame them? They want to be comfortable. Sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, again, it's the dog groomers out there know what I'm talking about. This is really, really a beautiful career. It's it, And it's a very rewarding career, not just what we do with the dogs, but like we're talking about, like you establish a friendship and believe it or not, the dogs are feeding off of that energy too. The dogs know, like Coco, who just picked up with Griff the other day, like the dogs know that we love their owners and the, and it's just kind of, you know, how many gatherings do we have in our little retail when we're giving back the dogs? Oh, and how yeah. cute is it? You know, when the dogs keep coming back and saying goodbye to us and stuff like that. So it's just very, very, you know, keep the positive energy going and in my opinion, the more you know about the dog, the more you know the dog's owner, the better that energy is going to be. It is a, a very, very rewarding career. Anybody out there that's even thinking about becoming a dog groomer, do yourself a favor, do it the right way, go to grooming school, You know, contact Erica Salvamini, oh, please yeah. guys, if you're in New Jersey, just for pause, Dog Grooming Academy. Guys, we keep plugging them because it's one of the the schools that we really, really highly recommend. We want you guys to go to grooming school and choose this as a career. Plus, it's, I mean, she's the, Erica's the queen of, of energy. Right, and, of and, energy and, and the deep stuff that we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. This is someone that knows the psychology of dog grooming because there is a psychology of dog. There's a psychology of everything. You know, again, it's like, you know, you can have that timid dog. What is that one dog that was afraid of like the stepping on the, on sunlight? Oh yeah. 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 We had the dog. Yeah. Was he was afraid of whenever the sun would come through the windows or the doors at home, he wouldn't want to step into the sunlight. Yeah. So, so (laughs) I mean, right there, I mean, first of all, that's adorable. I love when dogs have little quirks. It's cute because it's, it's, it's harmless, you know? So it's, so it's just adorable, but I'm glad you actually brought that up because that's a perfect example of if we didn't know that, right. Then what happens if you if, when you go to take him out for his walk while he's with us, and then the dog starts freaking he's out, freaking and you have out. no idea why? Exactly. You know, how are you even supposed to react? You know, what are you supposed to do? You're it's going to scare the the hell out of you, and it's going to scare the dog too. And now we know, eh, it's sunny outside. Let's not walk yeah. him right now. Maybe some clouds will come over. We'll get him out at the right time, or you know, it's kind of and it's kind of like you being scared of shower water. <laughs> you know, why does it? Uh, okay, first of all, couple <laughs> problems here. It's not the shower water that i'm afraid of it's just it's just the concept itself it's, you know it's, it's, <laughs> it's the whole the whole process first of all now you're wet now you're wet now you have to undo that it means right, you gotta come right. out it's too much know, work yeah you gotta dry off that alone it's just like do you ever feel like you just when you get out of the shower you're just never dry again ever yeah and, you know so it takes a lot to get back to real true dryness and then yeah. You know, you got to put your clothes back on and it's ridiculous. You have to take them off in the first place. And yeah, you got to you know, powder down. It takes time away from your couch too. Yeah. Yeah. It takes time away from my, my Zen time. And, <laughs> and now I'm never sitting on my couch and thinking, you know what? Time to get up and get wet. You right. know what I mean? It's just Sh- like, showering's I, very overrated. It is. Who needs it? Honestly, <laughs> I, I, here's the thing I used to do. I used to say this on stage. It is my lifelong dream to become so dirty that I break through. And it comes full circle and I become clean again. I want to make that scientific break without a shower. I want to make that scientific breakthrough where you just, you become so dirty that those germs on your body eat the rest of the dirtiness and you just become the cleanest person in the world. There has to be a light at the end of the tunnel. There has to be. Yeah. Like instant disinfectant. Right. Right. A natural disinfectant. Anthony's favorite cologne is Lysol. (laughs) 
<laughs> Actually, my favorite cologne is any cologne that's near me before I go out so that I don't have to shower. Just spray that. <laughs> There's been times where my friends will be like, why are you spraying? Like, aren't you going to shower? It's like, nah, I'm just going to spray yeah. this. It's good I'm enough. Good. Yeah. All right. Well, well, there you have it, though. You know, everybody has their little peeves. Sure. But yeah, you know what? I want to, uh, I real quick, I wanted to tell a quick little story. This was just in the news. I really like to kind of update what's going on. And this is a little bit off topic, but because we've always talked about kind of liabilities and things like that and how, you know, uh, groomers and other venues, uh, rescue workers and kennels are all, you know, kind of definitely imposing a liability release form. Well, this is a quick story happened here in New Jersey. A woman was in a car accident with her dog. Both she and the dog were injured. Okay, well, the dog was injured, so they actually brought the dog to the vet, and a dog rescue organization took the dog on and nursed it back to health, and they uh, apparently, this is all allegedly, I'm not totally sure about the whole thing, but this is what I heard. So, so they nursed the dog back to health, and they reached out to the woman who was also in the hospital being cared for, but they had no response from the woman in over two months. And they reached out to allegedly, apparently, I don't know for sure, but this is what they're saying. They're saying that they reached out to her and the woman did not return any phone calls or respond in over two months. So now the dog is in this kennel, in this rescue organization. So of course they're trying to do their job and their job is to place the dog. So they end up placing the dog. After oh they place after they place the dog, the woman comes out of the woodwork there it is. allegedly uh-huh. and accuses the rescue organization of wrongly adopting the dog out. Ay. Ay. Man. So I mean what a what, mess that is. That, Right. So by the time this show comes out, I mean, because this is just kind of happening now, but by the time this show comes out, which will probably be a couple weeks from now, we'll find out more what happened with yeah. this. But I just thought it would be, it was interesting. What's the story? Like, was the woman kind of like letting them service the dog and take care of all the vet <laughs> bills? And, you know, and now it's my dog again. Or right. did the rescue place, uh, you know, adopt it out too soon? I don't know. I really don't know. But I just want to throw that out there uh, and in case you guys haven't heard it we're going to stay on top of that story and find out what oh, yeah. the uh, you know what I'm the interested. outcome is yeah you know that's just another it's just more proof that man in the pet industry itself in this business i mean gosh it just gets so touchy and it just gets a lot of people get sued sure. in the pet industry everybody gets sued and and here's the thing if if they weren't negligent they are literally getting sued for just doing their job and that for doing their job, for doing their job. And again, like you just said, we don't know the whole story anyway, but if that, if that's the case, it's like, man, it's like, right. wow, it just happens so, so much more often than you'd think it does, you know, and you know, it's happened to me at times. I mean, I, you know, I acquired two of our cats, Anthony, through mm-hmm. the shop because people dropped off the cat for a grooming and never picked never up. Never came back, right. Never came. I'm calling the number. You know, I don't verify a number when somebody's dropping off their pet. I'm calling the number. There's no number to be found. I'm looking for their address and it's like, oh, there's no such address. Huh. You know what? I wasn't Jeez. planning on having a new cat this week, but <laughs> I guess I now do. I do. You know what <laughs> love I'm you, kitty kitty. I love you. Ki- yeah, exactly. And, you know, <laughs> we were lucky because they all ended up being really sweet cats. Yeah. But like, what if that happened? And then two months later, they come back and they go, hey, I want my cat. 
Whoa. Yeah. Wait, hey, well, hey, you now. owe me 600 bucks because I just had that cat to the vet three times for the right. sniffles. Right. And I, and you owe me for the food too. Yeah. That I've been feeding your cat. For, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, I'm all about a late pickup, but two months is a little too late. <laughs> A couple hours, no problem. But uh, yeah, two but months, yeah. So long. we'll see what happens with that story. I thought that would. Yeah, uh, I'm very interested. Interesting. Again, you know, like you said, though, you know, it's you know they're being accused of something when they're trying to do their job. We're in the industry, so we're kind of looking at it from you know one angle too, where it's like, wait a minute, though, they nursed this dog back to health, and they and they founded a home. That's mm-hmm. their job. Right. You know. Right. So let's see what happens. I, I think yeah. it's interesting. You know, it's very interesting. But um. Yeah, you know what we're going to do, guys? We're actually going to go to break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about a couple of ideas on how to uh, establish that uh, client-dog relationship so that we're all better dog groomers and communicating. All that much more when we come back on Groomer Humor. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Put on a perfectly possum pet party. Having an awesome birthday or adoption day celebration for your four-legged friend? Or just want a fun excuse to throw a fun party with your friends from the dog park? Deck out your party with Molly and Bandit Pet Party Accessories, party products designed specifically for pets. There are wearables, including adjustable pet party hats, bow ties, and tutus. The photo prop kits include funny glasses and hats. The party supplies and decorations include coordinating table covers, party banners, cake decorations, and treat bowls, cups, and bags. Everything you need to create great memories and Instagram-worthy photos. They're available in two colorful themes, Tropical and Fireman. It's a dog's life. Celebrate it with Molly and Bandit Pet Party at mollyandbanditpetparty.com slash petlife. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Groomer Humor on Pet Life Radio. I am your host, Anthony Ray, hanging out with the big guy, my dad, Rudy V, as always. Before we went to break, we've been talking a lot about the psychology of dogs and their owners, becoming friends with your clients, you groomers out there. Um, we were just kind of going over a lot of stuff, some current events going on that um, just sort of pertains to how dicey this business can get and some of the challenges that uh, groomers go through and pet owners alike. So, uh, yeah, before we left, we were going to say that we were going to get into a couple of things that might actually be able to help a little bit with making it a little easier and, and getting to really, really know your clients would actually have to be my first suggestion, right? When you just, you really, you got to get into that. You got to really, really get to know people, um, especially when they walk through your door at the grooming shop. Absolutely. I agree 100%. Get to know your clients, literally right down to just what's your name, you know, all their information, where do you live, all of that. And by kind of getting a feel of your clients, you can even ask what they do. Do they live in the area? Anything that you think will make for a better relationship with the client and then start asking about the dog. You need to ask questions. Is there anything I should know about this dog? Does Is she okay with getting her nails clipped? How is she on her ears? Has she been to another groomer before? Anything you could think of that will help you to get to know your new clients off the bat because it does take time to get to know people. 
And as you said before, Anthony, I think that, you know, making friends out of our clients is always good. You know, you're doing something right when you have that repeat customer and you're seeing these people once a month. It's hard to not become friends with a lot of our customers. So, you know, you, you know, it's very, very important where you bring it to a whole different level. It always works for the dog's benefit. The dogs truly, truly do feed off of that positive energy. If you like your clients, the dogs like you. I definitely agree 100% with that. And you really don't, you can't become actual friends with somebody if you're not actually listening to them. You have to listen carefully when you, you right. like, don't just ask your client, how have things been? And then not listen to the answer that then it defeats sure. the purpose. So why even bother? Don't even be that nice then if you're not going to, you know, if you're not going to pay attention. So I, that would be another thing that I would say that would help you listen carefully when your customers, or your clients are, are, are talking to you because you might realize something that happened. Remember how I said before, sometimes it's, they've been good. Sometimes they've, they've been bad. Yeah. Sometimes if it's, if they've been bad lately, you know, whatever, yep. death in there the might, family, you know, right. whatever. Now, you there know, might, right, dogs there might be, be a reason. Sure. Yeah, there might right. be a reason, you know, you may have moved that could become very stressful for the dog. Definitely listen to your clients. It could be a thing where sometimes, you know, we'll get a dog in and we'll, we'll communicate with the client and say, yeah, you know, she's really starting to favor that front right leg. And we'll literally hear the client say, oh, you know what? She jumped off the couch the other day and she let out a little yelp. Maybe she heard. See, now we figured it out together. You know what right. I'm saying? We figured mm -hmm. it out together. And, and it just at least now the client can watch the dog more carefully. Maybe it's just a little sprain and the dog will be fine. Or if you see that it gets worse, you got to bring her to the vet, that sort of thing. But you're absolutely right. Listen to your clients. Listen to what they have to say about their dog you know, so that we know. So we just we know how to approach the dog. And it could be different month to month. Something may have happened in sure. that month. That a lot may happens change. in a month. That's right. That's right. So, yep, definitely. Yeah. So we want to narrow it down, pinpoint things as easily as we can so that it just turns out better for the dogs. And it's really like we always say, once it starts to snowball, once you get that client that believes in you, that wants to uh, bring their dog back to you, you just start to develop that relationship. And it's really a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're, you're listening to everything. You're listening to the clients. You're listening to the dogs, really. You, you have to. Yep. There's so much that goes into it. Um, That's right. You're listening to their body language, the way yeah. you, dogs speak. They truly, truly speak mm -hmm. to us. If you look at them and you, you know them. Well enough, you will get to know a dog on a completely different level. And that's what makes our job fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They all have personalities. They're just like us. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You just really just the whole background, the whole story is everybody has a story. Everybody has a saga. You have to get to know that whole thing, his or her habits at home, favorite spot. Yep. Uh, you know, any quirks, like you just said, the dog that was afraid of the sun, <laughs> the sun's punts, anything. I mean, anything is really helpful. And it's all interesting to me. I don't know if it's because I love dogs so much, but everybody's story to me with their dog is always interesting. <laughs> me too. Me yeah, too. I, I love it. I love really getting to know what goes. And some people are crazy and you have to be in this. As a pet owner, as a dog owner, you have to be out of your mind to even, Absolutely. even like, you know, chase this down to really get into the nitty gritty of this business. But I like that. I like that. Yes. It takes yep. a special person. It does. You know? 
It does. I think every professional dog groomer out there and everyone who loves their dog is a special person. So, yep. Absolutely. So, well, with that said, definitely thanks to all of our clients out there because really the whole, Thank you. whole yeah, the whole purpose of this episode um, is not only to help groomers, but it's also, I mean, I know we do this a lot. I don't want to sound repetitive, but we really do appreciate everybody. And we've made a lot of friends through this business because of their dogs and because of them. I mean, hell, we're even friends with a couple of our customers who don't speak a whole lot when they're they're in a rush or something and we don't even get to, you know, they'll end up inviting us to a party that they're throwing. Or yep. We've just made so many friends um, with all of you guys and we love you guys, our listeners, our clients, just everybody who's been there for us through this whole thing. So thanks so much for stopping by, guys. As always, we'd like to thank our producer, Mark Winter. Thank you so much, Mark. If you haven't already, head on over to our YouTube channel. It's called Grooming by Rudy. That's Grooming by Rudy on YouTube.com. Leave a comment, like, share, subscribe. We want to hear from you guys. You could also like Grooming by Rudy on Facebook, follow Grooming by Rudy on Instagram and Twitter. It has been an absolute pleasure. And until next time, take care of yourselves and your pets. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.